Ladies and gentlemen, starters and bench warmers, it's your boy Dre from the Four Quarters Podcast. Um, I'd like to thank you for listening to our first episode of the Four Quarters Podcast. We did go a little bit over on our time. Uh, we were having lots of fun, and we also didn't know that Anchor only gives us an hour. But not to fear, uh, we do have a part two right after. So if you hear it break off, hear the episode break off in between, um, don't worry about it. The next part of the episode is right after. Thank you for listening. Yo, yo, yo. What's good, everybody? This is Dre. This is Chris, a.k.a. the Sad Knicks fan. It is me. It is me, the True Hill Phenom, SP3. Um, as you can see, it's only three of us right now. Um, we have a little bit of technical difficulties trying to get Matt in here, but as soon as we fix it, he'll be in here. So what's going on, gentlemen? Well, this is the four, four Quarters Podcast. This is where four brothers who love the game of basketball talk about everything that's going on in the world of basketball, whether that's street ball in your local neighborhoods mm-hmm. or the NBA, the WNBA, Olympic basketball. So Euro League, Chinese League. We're going worldwide. We're going worldwide. Global. We got to do it. Italy, China. Yeah, all, all, all parts of the world. So I'm going to kick it over to my good friend here. We got Chris to the left of me. And we're this first quarter, we're dedicating to introducing ourselves, introducing the host of the Four Quarters podcast. So Chris, take it away. Introduce yourself. Tell them what is your love of basketball, how it became so, and your history with the game. My love of basketball came before I was even able to play. I was a big Kings fan, simply because the first jersey I got was a Jason Williams jersey. So white chocolate's always like in my top ten of favorite yeah. players ever. Oh, we got Matt on the line. We got yeah. Matt on we the line. We got Matt on the line. I think line. we got Matt on the line. Matt, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Um, we're gonna we're gonna put you in. Stay on the phone. This is how we're gonna do it today. So we got we got Matt via satellite. Like we we had three good brothers in the New York City area, and our fourth. Of the four quarters, he is out in Philadelphia, so he's he's getting us via via telephone. So say hi to the viewing audience, Matt. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It's the boy BK Matt. Telling, you know, I'm just telling. Down, I'm a Sixers fan. And and Ugh. just to let you guys know, that is not his phone voice. That's how he actually sounds in real life. He right. sounds very muffled. What is that? What, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> It's exactly how it sounded, Matt. But, Matt, you're interrupting Chris. Chris is doing his introduction, and then we're going to okay. get right to you, and you can intro, tell him that you like that trash-ass team named after a year. What the fuck kind of team is named after a year? But that's besides <laughs> the point. Go ahead, Chris. Take it away. Is that the year that we're made? Uh, se- 1776 70s. is, uh, I think it's like uh, when the Constitution. Yeah, yeah, whatever it was. Jazz. No fun <laughs> Anyway, go ahead. So my love of basketball started at an early age. Uh, I was a big Kings fan, Sacramento Kings, C. Webb, Stoyakovich, uh, Vladi Dibak, Doug Christie. Like that, er- like that era is when I started really becoming familiar with basketball. Of course, Michael Jordan, the GOAT. Uh, I had a Dennis Rodman jersey, so I was always a Dennis Rodman fan. And he used to pop up on Nitro. So <laughs> I, was, I was a Dennis Rodman guy. But uh, it wasn't until like, I want to say, it was it 99? Um, I'm, I was only eight years old at the time, but Larry Johnson hit the four-point play, and I was with like my whole family outside of like a random bar outside of Madison Square Garden, and you got fucking like eighty thousand Nick fans like in the three-mile fraternity going crazy. So since then, I started playing basketball. Nine, ten years old. I played in. I got to count. 
10, mm. 11 leagues throughout my life. A couple championships in a few different leagues. A couple top scorers. Defense. I feel like you want to brush your shoulder off as you say I try that. to be because <laughs> I'm not the type of guy to be like to tell you to your face start talking shit like I'm very friendly on the court yeah. you know but I will get physical and I will talk shit <laughs> <laughs> if you talk Why? shit to me Why? I'm, I'm <laughs> saying it's true it's true it's true anybody that's played with me could tell me I'm not an asshole on the court but I'll start talking shit after a while I have person yet that doesn't talk trash I'm a silent assassin I'll kill you on the court Unless I'm uh, I'm not feeling it. See, it's always the people with brains that got something to say about something. Always talking talking trash on the court. Because no. the people oh. with braids are the biggest Definitely. trash talkers. Right. Definitely. Because they Definitely. got braids. Yeah. Still. I did. I had well, I, I probably had braids when I was like one. <laughs> like I never had braids. I ain't never talked that shit. It's not too many people with braids in two thousand nineteen. Yeah, uh, it's just, it's probably just two of you. Nah, but you can. <laughs> Doesn't Alan didn't Alan Iverson cut his braids? Yes. Yeah, he lost his superpowers. And he grew it back. And then he, he, he never got his superpowers back. And then he cut it again. I, I think I he grew them again. I don't believe. I don't believe it at all. <laughs> but yeah, I, my love of basketball was uh, it, it always stood with me. I made the high school team my senior year, and. I, was, I said I was going to get into it. I don't really want to get into it, but I didn't get to play a lot. I came off the bench. Got a couple minutes off the bench. I want to say like eight, ten minutes a game. Bench squad. Yeah, you bench know, and I, I maybe hit like a layup or a mid-range jump shot and like a couple rebounds, you know, play some tough defense. But I really don't think I played because my coach was a reverse racist, I guess. He was like an old white Italian dude, and he played all the black kids. Well, this guy's smart. <laughs> he's he's a fucking genius. But I mean, I mean, what, just, you know, it's just like, I ain't mad. Hey, you got to play your role. You put me on the bench, you do what you got to do. But like, Did he ever I, go to you and be like, Chris, if this was baseball, yeah. I would play you all the time. But because <laughs> I, I, I mean, the problem is, is I was super trash in baseball. So they wouldn't even took that chance on me. That's tough. I have a good arm, but that's about it, right? So... I mean, that's just my reason because uh, I'm not saying the kids on my team were shit. I'm saying I had more experience as a basketball player because they were more athletic than I was. I was a little chubby still at that time. Still, like, the second tallest on the team. Like, you know, I should have got a little bit more more run than I think I got, you know. But, uh, yeah, I'm still playing leagues to this day to try to fit it in. It's hard being a dad working full-time and playing in leagues. Paying for leagues because we're not little kids no more. We got to pay right, for this shit now. Ain't yeah. no more yeah. recreational park leagues where you just got to pay five dollars for a shirt. Motherfuckers nah. want thirty dollars for a uniform and fifty dollars for the registration fee, and, and then, then you got to pay referee every year. Oh, right? And then the motherfucker ain't even gonna give you the calls. So why am I giving you the referee? Nah. Oh man. Gotta cut that out. He just described why I'm not in any leagues anymore. I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it's worth it. It's still cool to feel that camaraderie at the yeah, end of the yeah, day. Yeah, of course, know? of course. You get to kick back. Now we're older. We, you know, smoke a blunt, chill, hit some beers at a henny with the team afterwards. So, you know, it's always a good feeling. So I love basketball for that reason. I hate it because I'm rusty as shit. Mm-hmm. And I hate being rusty. But I love it because it's, it's, uh, it's the first only true sport that I've actually played. Boom. Love it. That's a great introduction. Chris breaking it down of his love of Cheers basketball, his history in basketball. So, Matt, since you got so much to say, your braids are on a little too tight. Let's hear from you and your history with basketball. I feel like you're taking a shot at my wife because she braids my hair. 
No, no, no. Your, your wife does an excellent job. It, she does an excellent job. Don't get me wrong. We like her. We like. We love yeah, her. Like, she's we love her. But you know, shout out to Talia. You're 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 a cool second place in that relationship. <laughs> Maybe third because we like the kids too. That's true. I, I would believe. say fourth then because your kids are adorable. Yeah. Well, thank you. I would like to think that I had a hand in that, but okay. Um, <laughs> no, we, we no, give it all no, the credit no, to your wife. Talia, Talia, yep. Talia did a good job. It's all clear. That's what you're telling me. It's all clear. Okay. All right. We'll let that rock. We'll let it go. This is my wife, and, you know, it's cool. All right. But, uh, yeah, I, my earliest basketball memory might be at age two with the Michael Jordan room. The fish price thing, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You know, some of us, some, some of us might know what that means. Know what that felt like, because <laughs> you know we're short. But um, yeah, that was my earliest memory of, of you know starting to play ball. But uh, my first game that I remember going to might be uh, the Knicks in the playoffs against the Bulls. I freaking hate the Bulls. I don't know how Chris can be a a Michael Jordan fan that he's giving us so much heartbreak. But uh, yeah, my first point. my first. <laughs> My first game was John Starks dunking on Jordan. I like to say that, you know, I had a hand in that, you know. He, he, he picked up all short people, so, you know, I grew up idolizing John Starks. Shut up, shit. Don't say nothing about me like John Starks. He is a, he is a gentleman and a scholar. Thank you. He's also a but, um, joke artist, but that's besides the point. <laughs> he's not that, I mean. Nah, he helped the others there. When, when when I got older, you started realizing, like, you know, John Starks been as great as I thought he was, but, you know. He was good. Yeah, then he, he was great, but then he didn't pick up out of supermarket. He's a bad boy. Right. I thought he got picked up out the supermarket. Very right. quickly, before you continue, Matt. I'm just bringing up old shit. I'm just bringing up old shit. right now, as well as Sean and Double A. The better half of Dre, Amanda <laughs> Ashley, is watching as well. Baby! And, and Brandon Baez, he said, My man. He, he gave you the, the, My the man okay yeah. for saying the Knicks. He's- the yeah, he he knows what I'm talking about with that whole high school shit too, though. <laughs> my man, my man B, me and my man B, he was on the bench with me. We were talking shit, getting people riled up. Shout out, man. That's my brother. That's how you supposed to do it. Continue, man. Well, uh, well unlike Chris, you know, I did play. I did play a lot of, a lot of, you know, AAU. You know, I played. I played a lot of recreational. You know, turning through like FYA, Pioneers. You know, played in um. I'm pulling, I'm pulling my bro. I'm from Brooklyn. I can, I can, I can be a Brooklyn Nets fan. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that at all. I just, I just crossed the bridge. That's all I did. I ain't, I ain't, I
Nah, you crossed the bridge back into Philly too, so you got to uh, what I said. Hell, that. And so Ben Simmons get a jump shot, I'm good off that. Yeah, good, point. that. good point. He needs a jump shot. Yeah. He really desperately does. It's, it's just, it's, I see he's been working on it, but come on. Yeah. I ain't see the proof that he's working on it yet. Right. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, you got it. Yeah. Appreciate that. Nice introduction by Matt. So we're gonna kick it over to Dre. Um Dre Like Like, just like Chris, just like Matt, I've played, I think I've been playing all the way up until a couple years ago. Um a lot of people know me by a few different names. Um the most common one is Big Baby. And the funny part about that that nickname is that after high school, I played in high school. I didn't get too much. I got clock in high school, but I didn't get too much run. You know, I couldn't shoot in high school, so I, I understand. But I I jumped high. I was able to dunk. People look at me now. I'm like, oh, you was able to dunk? I'm like, listen, I was smaller in high school. I was about probably this size in high school. So, um, like I said, my coach... Uh, he had his favorites in high school, so I wasn't one of them, but he liked me. So I got some clock. I even got like a triple-double in the game. So I was excited about that. Now, after high school, um played for this coach. Um, his name is Coach Rob. Shout out to Coach Rob. But my first year or two there, playing with him, he's, he's a traveling coach too. So my first year or two there, I didn't get no run. Like, <laughs> my guy used to have a 15-man bench. And I was the 15th man. Damn near the 16th sometimes. But I was always the best, like the smartest player on the team. And it took him hearing from the other thousands of players that used to come in and out in his program to tell him, like, yo, big baby's son, you need to play him. So um, he started giving me clock off the bench, and I got a few championships. I became the captain at one point in time. So, you know, I had a lot of fun. I think my love for basketball stemmed from actually, like, from Chicago Bull watching Michael Jordan. Oh, God. See, I'm not the only one. Like, and here's the thing. I watched him go against the Knicks. And before we continue about that, I, deep down, somewhere really deep, like, you got to find a key to unlock that. <laughs> a part of me, a, a, like, 0.1% is still a Knicks fan. Me too. No, 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 not you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, uh, not going to get that hard, Nick fan, but I'm still support them. Like, I support my New York team. But... You watch your support. Right. Okay. That makes y'all. Know, that makes y'all. Not <laughs> <laughs> but I support it so long that, you know, my heart hurts. It's heavy when I think about the Knicks. And I've been a Nets fan since, you know, since Jason Kidd got there. And then... You know, I, I eventually jumped ship. I'm not going to hold you. I, I jumped ship a couple years ago when they got Kenny Atkinson as a coach. They were still losing, but they got better and better and better. Can't say that about the Knicks, but... They got worse, worse. <laughs> worse. I just say, Nick, Knicks fans are like oh. are like women that's been in like a 20-year relationship getting their ass beat. Yo, I got feel like several, my... several different like uh, domestic violence cases on, in the law enforcement. Like, it's ridiculous. I feel like my baby daddy comes home angry from work every day <laughs> and just knocks me the fuck out <laughs> because his chicken wasn't salty enough. <laughs> 
That's how I feel. Yeah, like. That's, that's, like, that's the perfect bro. description yes. of being a Knicks fan. I feel exactly how it is being a Knicks fan. That is exactly how it is. I don't feel like feeling that feeling no more. I want to step out. <laughs> I mean, but you got to think of the bright side because one day you're going to pull out the ratata and just, yeah, fucking win. Yeah. Well, yeah. Ratata. Ratata. With the net. Bang. With, but with the net. No, no, no. Not the net. Definitely not the net. It could happen in 30, 40 years. Yeah. Well, we can't even say nothing. You got to be quiet when the playoffs hit. Like, real quiet. Just like. I usually go to sleep. So who you going with? Oh, man. It's like different levels of depression throughout right. the next season. Right. It's year. like the op- you're like you're real optimistic when y'all winning in the first quarter of the first game. <laughs> oh man, it's two zip. <laughs> Things are looking good. Yeah. Two zip is great. And then halftime, y'all down forty and everyone in the garden is like, Alright, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna head out. Alright, I'm gonna head out. I'm gonna head out. Shit. But like I said, I I've Love all basketball. I've coached. I've played. I've been an assistant coach. Um, I watch a lot. Like, my experience with basketball, like, my knowledge of it goes way back from, let's say, from Bill Russell all the way up until now. I don't know all the players, but, again, I know enough. I know enough. Yeah, you got the D.C. knowledge. Wow. At the before Christ. Yeah. Before before Christ Kobe LeBron. Before Christ Kobe LeBron. Not put LeBron in the chain Kobe. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do that. Or not. I appreciate that. <laughs> of course, I said that on I said that on purpose. We all know, you know, it's Jordan, Kobe, then Bron. But you know, you got to kind of sneak LeBron up there sometimes. sometimes. That's what the homosexuals do all the time. Nah, yeah, they do. They they they're worse. Oh, so, I'm I don't know. Sid is gonna explain what exactly a bronze sexual is. If you don't know, I got it. Sid will definitely explain it. And he tried to compare me to one once. I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> like, <laughs> absolutely not. Tag me in when you're ready. Tag me in when you're ready. <laughs> I got you. You you're my tag team partner. I got. I'm gonna hot tag you. Hot tag you when I need you. But um, enough about me. Did, Mr. SP3, tell us a little bit about yourself. So my history with basketball, um, I remember I was like, had to be six, seven years old. My uh, One of my teachers at one of my daycares, my after schools, his name was Mr. West. He taught me how to shoot a basketball on the little jungle gyms, you know, the yeah, ones people do like that. But we that's have, where, that's where. have dunk <laughs> That's where I learned how to how to shoot my first jump shot when I was about that's six. Harlem shit. Six, yeah, exactly. That's all, it's straight up Harlem shit. That's the Spanish that's Harlem. 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 It's the only reason all I day, every day. All day, every day. I can get up on. <laughs> so yeah, that's where I learned how to shoot. Um, in my elementary school days, I was on a lot of like uh, either like. Summer, summer uh, basketball, like camps or uh, programs or teams, uh, more into like my high school years. I tried out for my high school basketball team freshman year and similar to, to Matt, they basically told me, oh, you're too short. Uh, and, and my jump shot wasn't that great. But I locked down everybody at the at the tryouts because oh. that was that was my whole specialty. Oh, you were GP. My my whole my whole specialty was guarding. And then le- later on, like into my high school years, when I was about like 15, 16, I learned how to get like jump shot from certain points of the court. So basically, on all my AAU teams, they called me their Bruce Rowan. 
Bruce Bowen. Bowen. Just get him in get him in the corner, he'll shoot those threes in the corner, and he'll lock down everybody on the team. I did not I know no, no. this is what <laughs> context people I can't wait to talk about <laughs> context people I said Bowen. I said the people on my team called me their Bruce Bowen. Did you? And I, I refused that name because of his history with my favorite player. If you guys didn't see on our on our podcast page, my favorite player of all time is Kobe Bean Bryant. I kind of skip in quarters because we're going to get into that in the next quarter. But Kobe, I really discovered basketball. My first time watching was really in the Jordan Bulls era. Yeah. Uh, I was probably say like I was five years old. The 93 finals is like the first finals I remember yeah. when he went against uh, Charles Barkley and the Suns. So I was a huge Michael Jordan fan because my mom hated Michael Jordan because she's a diehard Knicks fan. Diehard Shout out, mom. Yeah, shout, shout, out, out, shout out to my mom because her love of the Knicks made me always not like the Knicks. And for some reason, Great. for some reason, even at five years old, I was always that true, true heel or contrarian that couldn't like the team that my family liked. But later on into life, uh, I went in 96. I was eight years old. Uh, I went to the McDonald's All-American and I saw this uh, very tall, very short hair. A uh, gentleman out of Lower Marion High School named Kobe Bryant. Yes, I saw Kobe Bryant before he was drafted, and that's when Kobe Bryant basically became my favorite player. So, uh, from there on, from him getting drafted to the Charlotte Hornets, then traded to the Lakers, Kobe Bryant was basically my favorite player. I had uh, Kobe Bryant courtside. I had NBA, <laughs> NBA courtside. Yeah, I had, I had, I had Kobe Bryant NBA courtside. That's how like my yes. love for Kobe just. Just was ridiculous. And, and, and courtside for the Nintendo 64 was probably one of the most underrated games. One and two. When he did the third one, I was like, all right. Yeah, that was a little but, too much. I remember little, playing little too much, much. Little much, little much, little much. Uh, another too. thing about video games that annoyed me as a kid is the fact that, and I really like Michael Jordan. I can't say Michael Jordan was my favorite, <laughs> but because I used to play those video games, it used to annoy the hell out of me that he was player 98, player, player 99. 98. Oh, oh, my, my God. God. I didn't get it. I didn't get it as a kid. We didn't know that, you know. Yeah, they, it's licensing. It's licensing. You licensing you know, I think, so, I think NBA, it was Lives, NBA Live 98, he was like the Best or some shit like yeah, that. He yeah, was. he yeah, was. He was. He was just like the shadow face. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I guess. Like, you see, you see Ron Harper, Steve Kerr, Dennis Robin, Scotty. Player, player 98. 98. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's Luke good. Lonely. Yeah, oh, this guy. Player 99 is pretty good. I wonder what happened to Michael Jordan. <laughs> I wonder what happened to Michael. Player 99 is a great live person. 2003 was like the first. That's when he came back with No, the not Live 99. Had Michael Jordan in it? Yes. You can really? play one-on-one against him. That's it? Yeah. yeah. That shit don't count. I mean, that don't count. Yeah. Two, live 2003, because that's still one of my favorite lives, because that was the first time. With the stick. With the stick. Exactly. Exactly. With J-Kid. J-Kid yeah. on, on, on the, the cover. cover. So. And that, but the funny part about that live is everybody can block shots. In that one. Absolutely. Like, no, matter, no matter if you're Jason Kidd. Or hit threes with Shaq. Right. Or hit threes with Shaq. You can jump up. What'd you say? sick with that but yeah like like i said like i was always into basketball basketball was probably my second love right after like wrestling those were like the two mm-hmm. things that i like grew up on from uh being a young uh younger kid to like my high school years 
after high school and like playing with AAU. Shouts out to Union Settlement. Union Settlement was my main team that I played like AAU basketball with. Um, I really liked the the whole th- thing uh, thought process that came to basketball. So I became like a coach for like certain like uh, kids youth uh, basketball leagues, as well as uh, I even like coach my college college uh, intramurals team. So I was like, I didn't even want to play. I wanted to coach them. Right. And I coached them to a championship. So I, I liked like the whole thinking process. Like when I went into St. John's, I um, majored in sports management because from like coaching and the thought process there, I wanted to like to become a sports agent. Then from sports agent, oh. like looking up to Kobe Bryant all my years, then the person I looked up to next was talking about basketball because I was always into like the stats and everything and de- debating about basketball. So my new idol became Stephen A. Smith and all, oh, the, all the way oh, he talked shit. Yes, I, I even went to his old TV show, if you remember, the yes. Stephen A. Smith show. It used to be at ESPN Zone in New York. What on HBO? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. ESPN Zone and I went there. Stephen A. Smith show reminded me of like a sports Arsenio Hall. It was. It basically was. It was the sports version of Arsenio Hall. I went there when he interviewed Allen Iverson and I'll never forget that. That was one of the best things I ever went to that I seen live. So I was big into Stephen A. Smith and it's all been like, I would say like the last decade that's been like the person I looked up to in the basketball universe. So it's all led up to this podcast here. You know what talking about? Well, someone, someone after listening to my Dwight Howard rant called me Stephen A. Sid. So I, I, I like that. I like that. I was that, speaking actually. to my mother yesterday. So um, shout out to my mother. Um, I was on the phone with her, and she was, we were talking about the podcast. I'm like, yeah, we record tomorrow. And it's going to be kind of like first take-ish. And, you know, we got a, a lot of personality on here. And she was like, oh, yeah, we, yeah we're going to be going crazy about certain stuff. Yeah, like your friend did on um, Dwight Howard. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, we're gonna let him let loose on on the Lakers and the Dwight Howard situation. Um, but it's gonna yeah. be fun. I don't like to go on rants like that. I'll, I'll be honest, I don't like to. It really upsets me. <laughs> I'm just expressing my 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 anger. To Who said that? I said that. <laughs> SP3 said that, Matt. Are you really gonna allow one? Really? Yeah, that I'm was... not lying. I don't like to be. Oh I don't God. like these angry right. rants. You don't like going on rant? Don't like going on rant. Only on top guy JJ. Right but that's it. No, that's it. We're gonna hear the we're gonna hear the rant yeah. later on when yeah. when we see top guy yeah. JJ. It's gonna be funny. Yeah. Shouts to um, yeah. JJ if you're watching. But oh, um, other than that, what else is there is to talk about the score the fellas? Um, well, we did our we did all three of our intros, so Four. you well, oh, oh, all Four. three. I mean, three, three and a half. Three yeah, and yeah, half. yeah. He's like, he's Live like, he's beef. like, Live beef. Beef. we need like a hologram mat. Then I can be like all four of us, because four of us are in the room, but only three of us are in the room. So I'm gonna say all three of us give our intros and, and the experience. Let and the guy on the phone. Let it be up to you. Let it be up to you, Josh or Romeo. They have a cut out cardboard copy of Kawhi Leonard sitting there. You know what? Shout out to Romeo and Charles. You know what? Say no more, fam. I, I got something. I got something for you next time. If 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 you can't make it, we'll we'll, we'll have better not. Don't do that. No, no, no. We're gonna do it. This is not video yet, right? So Whoa, no, we're we're live. Yeah, we're, we're, we're live. Yeah, we're, we're, we're live. live video. They can hear you. So I know they can hear. Me. Shout out to Romeo and Josh again. Please don't make that damn cut out carpet on the. Romeo, Josh, um, anybody who does 
that type of stuff. I do it too, but I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna let Romeo and Josh do it. Yeah. So shout out to Romeo and Josh. So we got we got uh, Shaq Cole. He's watching. Uh, JJ Termite uh-huh. is watching. That's and, fam. Shout out JJ. And he actually asked a good question, which segues into our quarter two. Mm-hmm. And since you know him, uh, Chris, I'll let you answer before we uh, cut off this quarter because we're we only giving them the first quarter. Preview. Oh, so this is a bonus question. Yes, bonus yes, question. We're giving, we're giving them a bonus question, bonus question. before we uh, cap off this first quarter. Who is the best goat of all time? In basketball? In basketball. Michael Jordan. Michael Jeffrey Jordan. JJ Michael Jordan. The, the Nick killer. <laughs> Michael Jeffrey Unfortunately, Jordan. you <laughs> take the good with the bad, man. You got it. Absolutely. He's changed, the most he's, influential player in history. He definitely changed the game. So, I mean, I just... We'll, 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 we'll go into that in, we'll a, go into in that a few quarters. quarters. In a few quarters, we'll go into that. Shout out to Stat King. He's watching. I think he came in a little bit late. So yeah. you'll, have to, you'll have to rewind this Stat King before yeah. we, uh, we're about to finish up. Uh, Shaq Cole says, Dwight Howard's haircut, though. Shaq Cole, you have, to listen. you'll have to listen to the first episode of the Four Quarters podcast to hear how we responded to Dwight Howard's new haircut. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. But so until next time, we're gonna give you guys also. Oh, why not? We give them a we give them a free teaser for the first quarter of the second episode as well. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Why not? We can so we're gonna be back with you guys in about 30, 40 minutes. So tune in live for the first quarter of the second episode of the Four Quarters podcast. Until next time. I'll be looking for share <laughs> we are still here with you on Anchor. We are right. still here we're, with we're you. We are still live. We are still live. Wherever yeah. you're listening to this, that that was our live Facebook feed. Well, that's actually playing right now. Right. <laughs> Damn it, producer. Hey, you know, I can't do it all. This right. guy's producer, director, host. I'm used to being in star. front of the camera, so what? like. All that and sharing it at the end, that was the one part I forgot. It's amazing. (laughs) But we're still here. If you're listening to us, we got to get into our second quarter. Chris started us off. Our second quarter is our all-time favorites. Our all-time favorites. So, Chris, you said Michael Jordan. So, we're going to make this a little bit interesting. Mm -hmm. All right? So we're not gonna just do all time favorite players because we've already kind of answered that yep. with our with our logo, our excellent logo right. worked on by Dre. So we want you to put together your starting five, your all time favorites starting five. So you at two guard, you got Michael Jeffrey Jordan. All time favorites. All time favorites starting five. Shit. So at two guard, you got Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Complete the rest of your starting five. All time favorites starting five. All right, at point guard, I'm. I'm gonna have to go with White Chocolate, cause he was just my. That was my guy. That was my point guard. That man could ball. White Chocolate was the man. Jay- right? Jason Williams, for all y'all mistaking him for White Chocolate from uh, that what was that MTV show, Street Streetball? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> The professor, yeah, yeah, that was all. Uh, no, no, the chocolate. professor was from N one. White one, chocolate yeah. was the really ugly dude, the really yeah. ugly white dude on yeah, the the Pee Wee Kirkland uh, reality show oh, about streetball. Really? Yep. Yeah, white. Yeah, yeah. should be ashamed of him. 
Uh, I could put T Mac at the three. Okay. Right. Uh, yeah. T Mac yeah. played three. So. He played three mostly in Houston. Yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. he played a little two probably in, in Orlando, but we played one, two, and three. Yeah. Yeah. But I would I would put him as my three. I love T Mac. I'm a big T Mac guy. At the four. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to say Dirk. That's not a bad pick. Just because, I mean, he was, when you think about it, he was way ahead of his time. He was. Because look at all the fours now that are playing. You know, they're all shooting. They all are creating off the right. dribble, even if it is just one or nah. two dribbles. Yeah. Now, you know what I mean? up, jump shot. I hate that shit. Granted, with Dirk, it was, we had... Stretch, we had somewhat like stretch fours. Mm-hmm. We had Bill Lambeer. We had the Tony Ku coaches. We had uh, um, a, a stretch five of Brenis Sabonis. We yeah. had stretches, but it was different with Dirk because Dirk was a thousand times more efficient. Yeah. Shooting the ball. There's one player his shot was considered like a layup because he wasn't on this. That's true. That night. Yeah, I mean, you have to see that. And that iron clad, that iron knee, right? Yeah. The iron knee fadeaway. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of the best and hardest shots to defend, though. Like if you perfect it, is it. A hardest shot to I'll, I'll still always remember uh, that Dallas Utah series where Dirk became a star. I think it was like 2002. It was the five game series. I think they were down 2-0 to Utah, and then they came back and won the series three to two. And that's where. The Dirk legend started because yeah. I never heard of Dirk before that series. I knew of Michael Finley. Like, yeah. Yeah. I knew of Michael Finley. I knew of Steve Nash. I did not know of Dirk until that series. Shit, who else? They had somebody else that was young on that team too when they first started. Sean Bradley. Yes. No, Sean. Well, no, Sean Marion. Eventually, no. No, 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 no. I was with the Suns with Steve Eventually, but later on. Yeah, later on, he was on the match, right? Um, oh, and to so round out my top five at the five, I would have to go Pat Ewing. So we got oh, Ewing, Dirk, T Mac, Jordan, Chris is loyal. Chris loyal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so he is the greatest. He's the greatest nigga of all time. Over you, you are loyal. That is some loyal shit right there. Well, well. Well, let's hear you from your unloyal ass, Matt. What well, I'm is very your? Loyal. I'm very loyal. You, I know I'm you're watching. very loyal. You already picked Allen Iverson, representing Philly. So, a <laughs> point guard is going to be Allen Iverson. No this hand, but about it. Allen Iverson's not a point guard, but we're all allowing. When he got first drafted, first of all, first of all, put him. And he I'm putting him. God damn it, that's some dope. Right. <laughs> he played the point. I'm putting him in the water. Okay. So, very much about that either. Well, Number I didn't. Three, hear, I didn't hear your two guard. My two guard is Kobe. Okay. My three, T Mac. I'm gonna I'm a, I'm a shock y'all right right now with this one, but my four has to be Charles Barkley. You said Barkley? Yeah, it has to be Barkley. Faithful to the Philadelphia Sixers, but he Chuck. did not. He don't want him. He don't want them as his favorite team because. Shout out that man. He is about to get a statue outside of Philadelphia's training facility. Shout out to that man it's right now. Time. He deserves it. Will Chamberlain need one out there too. And Allen Iverson. Yeah. yeah. Iverson definitely. Dr. J needs one definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dr. J definitely needs one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dr. J does
Why do they have a statue Brooklyn, for Brooklyn a fucking fictional character, but they don't have statues for these basketball icons? Brooklyn, exactly. Brooklyn needs to put um, Dr. J up, too. Remember, he gave him the first two NBA say, titles. I would Man, say Dr. J should go with Brooklyn before he comes to Philadelphia, honestly. I, but he gave Philadelphia the um, NBA title. So, yeah. I, I, well, I feel I like he's more a legend to Brooklyn. I feel like he's a Nets legend more than a Sixers legend. I think it's... He's more of a Let's a Nets legend in the ABA before, before yeah. the merger mm-hmm. than he would yeah, be yeah. in the NBA because when they when they merged, he got traded to the Sixers. I would say I would say, basically I nothing. definitely know him more as a Sixer. Than yeah, I, do I know as a like, as a Net. Right. Yeah, I think only like hardcore fans would know that mm-hmm. that Doctor yeah. J was really like a Brooklyn Nets. So that thing that I can't stand. I mean, uh, only hardcore fans would know that. The Nets were in Brooklyn before they became the Brooklyn Nets in yeah. the NBA. So you know, yeah, and they were in um, Long Island for a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right, so Chuck is at the four. Who you got at five? Come on, Chat. Big Chat Diesel. It's just it, that's the end all be all. It's Chat. Until y'all find somebody that can hold that man, it's gonna be Chat. Well, I can't wait till you my five, man. Me too. <laughs> I gotta hear this. I gotta hear this. Go ahead, Dre. Well. Starting at point guard, Mr. No Look Behind the Back Pass himself, Mr. Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Irving. Uh, Irving. Mm-hmm. Magic Johnson. <laughs> Gotta be specific. Yeah, he's out magic, bro. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> but <laughs> what? <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, don't, sh- um, sh- don't, don't say um, something you might regret on, <laughs> on Anchor. So. <laughs> I, I like I like Magic Johnson. Cool. Hey, you got magic. You got some magic. <laughs> all right. Hey, bro. All right. <laughs> all right. Nothing. All right. Um, <laughs> Magic is my one guard. Michael Jordan, the goat, will be my two guard. At the three, LeBron. Um, at the. You are LeBron Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> At the four, I'm going to put Dirk. Is, no, I'm going to put Tim Duncan. Mm. I'm going to put Timmy. Timmy. Womp. And yeah. you said somebody who couldn't hold, who nobody could hold Shaq? Well, this man. Nobody. Hakeem Olajuwon is my five. And he did hold Shaq. Lock oh, that man down. down. He was still <laughs> young. Finals, right? yep. and, then, and then Shaq Jack. couldn't hold Shaq couldn't hold him. He was young. I mean, yeah, he was young. So that's an excuse? Well, you took yeah. out defense? Yeah, but Elijah yes. was in the league seven years yes. already. He was primed. That was you know 100% I mean? an excuse. No matter. No matter. Jack should have played better defense. But you're talking about Hakeem. should have hit the you, you're, talking about one, you're talking about one of the most creative centers in NBA history. Right. Against against a Shaq that was only in the league for two or three years at that time. That didn't even Failed build the Shaq daddy muscle two yet. Years. You know what I mean? It's yeah. different when you're still lean and you got kind of like that high school college body mm-hmm. and you're not really throwing your weight around. That's true. He was just more raw athleticism at that time. Like, honestly, no. hey, you're a Kobe fan. How long, did Kobe, how long did it take for Kobe to be Kobe in the league? Be honest. Yeah, after what, 96? It took five years. 2001 is where we saw the first, the first bit of what Kobe was to be. Exactly. You can't, you can't fault that. But getting dominated by Hakeem Olajuwon, I mean, damn, it's 
I gave a lot of one. Nobody can hold Shaq. I gave you the person who had okay. Shaq. There's another, there's another person who held Shaq. Shaq in 99, 2000? I don't think so. Okay, he got, he got two players on his team that held Shaq. Tim Duncan, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, cut that shit out. He did. He did. He did. He, when Shaq out. got too fat in 2003, he, mm-hmm. he couldn't hold he couldn't hold Duncan. And my favorite player of all time, Kobe Bryant, was on the bench crying because they got eliminated. Like, I, I, I oh, keep it real. Not just, not just him. Y'all remember Big Country, Brian Reed? I'm a Shaq average. Yeah. Y'all remember Brad Miller when he missed when Shaq missed that punch? Oh. <laughs> shout out, shout out Brad to Brad Miller. Miller. Uh, I'm hope he's living a healthy life because he wouldn't have lived that long if he got hit by that. <laughs> Yao Ming held Hello? Shaq too. Yeah. Yao Ming. You ever put Yao Ming on your list? I'm cutting your ass. No. Yao, <laughs> Yao Ming definitely not on my list. I'm just telling you people who held Yao Shaq. Yao Ming. Yao Ming. Yao Ming. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Mr. SP3, I gotta give you my starting five all-time favorites. At the one, I'm going with one of my favorite white boys to ever play the game of basketball, John Stockton. John Stockton, because one of the I knew he was gonna say that. one of the best one of the best game winners I ever saw was John Stockton against the Houston Rockets. I think this was in like '97. That, that that three that he hit right at the top of the key, one of the best game winners I ever saw. John Stockton, one of the greatest assist man of all time, yeah. and him and that bum ass Carl Malone. Fuck you for 2004, Carl Malone. Fuck you, mailman. You didn't deliver in 2004, you bum-ass bitch. <laughs> but John Stockton made him one of the greatest power forwards of all time. So, shouts out to John Stockton. Uh, at the two, we got Kobe Jellybean Bryant, the, the hardest worker in NBA history. That's what I'll call Kobe Bean Bryant. Um, at the three, we're going with... Uh, Kevin Durant. Mm. Kevin Durant. The man who is the greatest player in Oklahoma City Thunder history. Mm. The man who has two NBA Finals with the Golden State Warriors. uh, Two NBA Finals MVPs with the Golden State Warriors. And now he will become the new greatest player in Brooklyn Nets history. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant at the three. At the four. I'm going with the big ticket. With the big ticket, Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett, I still remember the commercial. Uh, what was it? No, I don't remember the commercial. Call him KG. Say he's the kid. <laughs> Yo, that commercial was dope. But Kevin Garnett, one of the hardest defenders of all time. I, I more, more was a fan of his Minnesota Timberwolves years. Of course, when he went to the Boston Celtics, he hurt me deep. He cut me deep. <laughs> so I, I'm trying to block that out of my memory and just remember the Minnesota Timberwolf years because Kevin Dur- Kevin Garnett deserves his spot. So at the five, since since um, my good friend Matt he chose Shaquille O'Neal, I can't pick Big Shaq. Why not? And 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 I, and I agree with Kobe Bryant. If Shaq was a, as hard of a worker as Kobe Bryant, Shaq would have had. 15 championships. Shaq would have still been winning titles until he was on the Boston Celtics. If he worked fucking hard for a, cha- for a change, but no, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So he only got four. Um, but I'm going to go with a man that has won as much championships as 
Chris's GOAT, Michael Jordan, but doesn't get the claim of one of the greatest players of all time, even though he's unquestionably, outside of Jordan, the greatest player of all time, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and the greatest oh, shot in NBA history, the, the sky hook. So, no one could stop it. No one could guard it. It was ridiculous. And this man dominated in college basketball as well with UCLA, like... He, he dominated college basketball. He, co- he dominated NBA basketball. He got to play with Magic Johnson. So a lot of his, a lot of the credit that he should get goes to Magic Johnson. But Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the greatest center you know, of all the time. The funniest thing, like you said, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar doesn't get enough credit for how great he really was. Not just in one era. He was basically great in almost, in two eras. Three yeah. different eras. Because if you eras, count his, co- his college yeah. years, yeah. then his years with Milwaukee, Lil Alcindor. They outlawed dunking because of him. <laughs> like, not because of Wilt before him, because of... And Wilt, and Wilt legit was like seven feet tall, and the next tallest person was like six seven. If you play NBA 2K and you play with the legend team, you will see that Bill Russell is only fucking six nine. So that was the guy that guarded him the best. Are you fucking kidding me? Right. And that, that, that always been my thing. Willis Reed, baby. Right. Well, Never forget the last championship, last Knicks championship. Stop remembering. You forgot first. him because you didn't pick him at seven. Right. Yeah. Well, he wasn't a center. He you just, didn't pick him at power forward. He just had a fucking. Pl- well, yeah. <laughs> but but you know I gotta I gotta pick people that I have more familiarity with. Yeah. You know I wasn't around in the '70s, so I can't say. You know we got all these highlights and clips on YouTube and shit, but I never actually watched a full season of a of a Willis Reed Knicks team. You know what I mean? It's not like uh, it's not like watching Allen Houston, who is probably my favorite Nick of all time. You know, I don't know because, why. I don't know why. Either. I mean, it's just I because I had I had the most familiarity with with Allen Houston growing up. He was the guy that I, I seen the most. I, I had his jersey. That storm that that shoot, becomes the next him, you know? franchise yeah. started with Allen Houston. You know that, right? That was up. That shit storm that started. That shit storm that we're dealing with now. It started from then. You know that, right? When he got a hundred million dollar contract, deserve that contract. He's one of the best two way guards in the league at that time. What? Oh, come on! One of the best? No, I'm sorry. Kobe Bryant was in the league. Allen Iverson was in the league. Ray Allen, T Mac. I didn't say he was the best. He was one of. No, he wasn't. One of means like top five, top ten. Oh my at God. that time, I'm pretty sure I could think of two way guards at that. I mean, that put up twenty a game and give you. Solid, Ooh. really good defense on the other end. Outside of like one season, when did Allen Houston give y'all 20 a game? Uh, the year we went to the championship, probably the year before that, or he got close, maybe 17. Yeah, yeah, 17. he was more like an 18, 19. I'm not, uh, game. maybe, maybe that contract's a little and two way. I, I well, who is he shutting down? He had played solid don't defense, though. Don't 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 be be Latrell right. Spearwell was your best player. perimeter defender. He was, he was getting the money he deserved. Latrell Spearwell was our best player at that time. I don't, I'm not disputing that. I'm not disputing that. I think Spreewell, as a whole, had a better career than Allen Houston. But I'm so upset with Spreewell on that shot. You can't be mad at your braid brother, bro. You can't be mad at him. Mad at him. Mad at Patrick Ewan for missing that fucking to the basket fucking Yeah, that was Calm down. This all started with John Starks, though, so. No, it all, it all started in 99 when uh, J- James Dolan became the owner. Yeah, I was going to say James <laughs> Fuck James exactly. Dolan. Exactly. He's the reason why I, I, I got that stupid-ass contract. 
I only say John Starks because you know, you know Chris. Just, I mean, it wasn't the greatest. <laughs> it wasn't the greatest contract, but you know, he should have got Solomon. Eight John Starks for no reason. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, he was good at he was good at choking. Look, <laughs> we're not going to dig into these Reggie Miller John Starks battles. We're not going to do that. So we're not going to do. Well, we're, what we will get into is the third quarter, Matt. Yes. So let's kick it off with you. We won't do uh, starting five for this one, but please tell the, the the listening audience who is your all-time least favorite, your your the player you hated the most, and why? Bobby fucking Brown. I, I I don't understand how did this man get drafted first. I don't. I just. Maybe you can explain it to me. I've been racking my brain since Shaq left and we and, and, and the Lakers were forced to start this motherfucker. I don't understand it. I, I really don't. Well, I was, I, was I, I just didn't get it. But Kwame Brown, he was like the ultimate bomb. If it wasn't him, it was Smush Parker. I was about to say that. I was yeah. like, I was like, I was like, I blame Smush right. <laughs> for those Lakers years more than Kwame. We knew Kwame was trash when we got him. We did not know Smush Parker. I thought was fucking that Smush was terrible too. Oh my god! Smush was well, he showed he actually showed years. signs that he could be good, and then he showed more signs he he can be terrible. Nah, yeah, but Kwame Kwame has a more impact because he was the first pick, like first. But Michael pick. Jordan picked him. That's what makes it worse. You would think. The greatest of all time would be able to scout talent. He's talented. He don't know how to scout talent. Obviously, at all. At all. Example: Magic. the the Hornets shit show. Y'all let your best player leave. He's the only good and player. Go, and hey, well, no who, I think they're they in the same really division, right? No, no. They have a choice. No, they're not in the same division, the same but conference. they're in the same conference. You let your best player go to the team that won the most championships. Right? I mean, they, okay. got, they got somebody back for him, at least. So, key question for you, Matt, before we move on to the nobody next person. Back. Ain't nobody back. <laughs> who is the, nobody back. Who is the biggest, who is a bigger bust at number at the number one pick? Kwame Brown or Michael Olawa Candy? You're not asking me that, right? I'm biased. Huh? I'm biased. You're biased, biased to Kwame? I'm very biased. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> Look, I have an even worse one. Kept it, kept it real. So, Chris, go yeah, ahead. Who you got? You had to be. You had to be. I had. You had to understand the Knicks weren't really doing anything around that time. So I was. You know, all I had was Kobe and the Lakers. And then to see what fucking came about that shit, it was a hard time for me. <laughs> I bet it, it was. It was a real hard time for me. It was a real hard. It was a hard knock life. Walking. I hate Kwame Brown. Kwame Brown's gonna get it the most because he was the number one pick. I didn't understand that. He should almost lose his, his goat status no, for taking no. Kwame Brown first. The he the and, and, then, and, then, and then he plays with Kwame Brown. And Kwame Brown becomes shittier after that. <laughs> so Stop yelling at me. Right. I it's think not, Anthony Bennett. It's probably the worst yeah. number one pick. Yeah. Shit. I think because Oliver Candy got there. years on him at least. Like he actually He's got up picked there. up by another team. Like Anthony Bennett literally got picked up 
by another team for like a G League contract and couldn't even fuck. I think he's still in the G League. He got picked up by the Nets and then we dropped him, bro. Yeah, like I don't know. I would I would say he's the biggest bust. That, that was but, the summer we were signing everybody and then we traded. We got Dwight, traded Dwight, Anthony. Bennett. But it was an all contract moves just to get back the money that mm-hmm. they fucked up on with uh, Paul Pierce and K. Oh my God, one guys. of the worst listen, trades listen, in NBA I history. La, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> you gave up your future for those three. We're over, I don't, we're over those that three. Over I don't understand months. how three first round picks turn into seven. Like, because there's so many conditional and exchange rules and shit so like that. The it conditions was in those trades more or less were pick swaps. So, yeah, most they of fucking those made were, that lottery right, every time right. they got their shit Most swapped. of those, seven, almost all of those seven picks were lottery uh, or, or yeah. top 15 picks. So, it was like, what you going to do? <laughs> I mean, my, my uh, most hated player, because I'm not going to say least favorite, it's the, my most hated player ever. Uh, it's actually a tie. Bruce Bowen is definitely one of them. Because he is the dirtiest fucking player I've ever seen in my life. And he's out there to hurt you. Like, he don't care if he ends your career. Like, that's fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah, I, he was a good player, but... I beat a bunch of bitches yeah. about Bruce no, Bowen. Man, like, fuck no, Bruce Bowen. No, no, fuck Paul Pierce. I hate I you. With, I agree with him there. I hate him. I hate Why? him as an analyst. Hate him as a human being. <laughs> <laughs> I know why I said hate I hate this Heineken oh, bottle because it's green and it reminds me of Paul Pierce. <laughs> Fucking God. How many times are you going to wow. stab the Knicks in the heart in your, in your career? He's still stabbing him in the heart. He's not even fucking playing yet. I'm just tired of Paul Pierce, man. It's just I've seen him do so much damage to the Knicks. As as look, how, look. how could you so yeah, but you, you like Reggie Miller more? No, no, no. Like no, I I've learned I've learned to appreciate Reggie Miller as a basketball player in the later years. Why not? That's a, Paul, that's a nice. But Paul, Paul Pierce is I think Paul Pierce is one of the fucking most overrated players ever. Of course, I agree. With you. I agree. With you. I agree with you. Why? And I listen, you, you get brought out of a wheelchair because you got to take a shit. <laughs> Bro, yo, yo, I can't, yo, I would yo. never get over fuck, that shit. Fuck you, bro. Kobe Hold it in. Tied with bro. Michael Jordan. Oh my god. If it wasn't for him having to take a fucking shit, and it totally threw us off the whole series. <laughs> Crazy man. I didn't stop. I didn't play a whole first half with the bubble guts. Took a shit at halftime and came back and played my heart out. Like, bro, just man up, make your millions, play the whole game. Don't make a whole dramatic thing out of it. That was no. It's funny to this wow. day when he told wow. everybody, yeah, I had to take a shit. Mm-hmm. I was like, no. How's your knee feeling? Oh, no, oh, no. no. That's not what it was. Oh, well. Thanks, asshole. And then you see him running out. I'm just like, when I first saw him, I'm like, oh, that's inspirational. I like him. When I found out he was taking the shit, I was just like. It's because he was light as a feather. He came out running like, out. Kobe deserved yep. Yeah, they, fuck that. They guy. deserve to just give Kobe that ring because of Paul Pierce. Absolutely, I agree. At, at that time, I was I didn't know who to root for because I'm a KG Mark as well. I was a Ray Allen guy. I was Kobe Mark too. And I was just like I hated uh, Ray Allen too. KG was the only person on that team I liked. <laughs> but yeah. I, I, I was only a fan of Jesus Shuttlesworth. That was my man. And I kind of like Big Baby. After yeah, I, I like Jesus Shuttlesworth, but I don't like Ray Allen. Yeah, I just like that Big Baby meme. Yeah, two different people. Just like Finn Balor and the Demon. Absolutely. Two different people. <laughs> or Prince Devet and, yeah. and uh, Finn Balor. Yeah, two different people. Yeah. Killer Yeah, yeah. We know. 
Um, so my most hated, uh, least favorite. I could have said a lot of the ones Chris already said. Bruce Bowen or uh, Paul Pierce. Bruce Bowen because of all his years uh, tormenting Kobe Bryant and uh, Paul Pierce for costing us taking a shit and costing the, the Lakers the 2008 NBA Finals. I can even go. Uh, uh, I can even go Matt's route of, of a Smush Parker or uh, Kwame Brown, but no. I'm going to name out two people. Number one, Ruben Patterson. Who? Because if any... Stop exactly. <laughs> if any... Exactly. Oh, so that's I know, why... I know that, who the other one is. That's <laughs> why. That's why. That's why, like, I cannot hate on Bruce Bowen because Bruce Bowen deserved that nickname. He had games where he legitimately stopped... Kobe Bryant, yeah. Ruben Patterson, Kobe averaged like 27 points against him for his career, and the motherfucker had the audacity, the the, the medical gall to fucking call himself the Kobe Sopper because he used to he used to stop him during practice. Practice? We talking about practice right now? Practice, Ruben. Oh my god, that shit that shit has pissed me off for 20 years. And number, number, no, well, really number one, but number two, and that fucking haircut, Dwight Howard. Oh. Dwight <laughs> fucking Howard. Nobody, <laughs> grinds, no, nobody grinds my gears like Dwight fucking Howard. Because I'm a big Shaquille O'Neal mark. This motherfucker has always wanted to be Shaquille O'Neal. He gets drafted to the Orlando Magic. <laughs> He gets dropped into Orlando Magic to a point that Orlando Magic said, oh, you know what? We'll just trade Tracy McGrady. Why not? We'll just trade him. We'll trade him off. So he fucking ruins that shit. Then he has Stan Van Gundy. Stan Van Gundy puts probably the worst NBA Finals team ever together. They get to yeah. the NBA Finals because it's just Dwight Howard and a whole bunch of shooters around him. And they make it to the NBA Finals and go in the and, and lose to the Lakers. I, I appreciate them for that. Gentleman sweep. Gentleman sweep. Yes, gentleman sweep at that. But Stan Van Gundy was a quality coach. He got screwed out of his job in Miami. Then he goes and he makes Dwight Howard from... Uh, just a, a green fucking big man who could dunk the ball to one of the top defensive players in the world, and Dwight Howard doesn't appreciate that shit and tries to get him off. Get some kid fired. Yeah, I would never get over that. Then he fucking orchestrates a fucking trade to the Los Angeles Lakers. This is after the NBA screwed us because I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna go off on a tangent on that shit and on one of our future episodes. How David Stern, the worst commissioner in American sports history, screwed the Los Angeles Lakers out of having CP3, Dwight Howard, and Kobe Bryant for Kobe Bryant's last season. This is fucking ridiculous. But Dwight Howard orchestrates that trade. Then he gets fucking Mike D'Antoni. Fired. He gets Mike Brown fired. He fucks up the whole Lakers. Fucks up Kobe's fucking one of his last seasons to the point that Kobe gets injured in the last game of the fucking season. All because Dwight Howard is a dollar value version of Dwight Howard with a bad fucking back. Then from there, he goes from there to the Houston Rockets where he plays with uh, James Harden where James Harden becomes one of the best six-man six man players of the year to one of the best players in the world. And he doesn't even appreciate that shit. He gets Rick Alderman fucking fired, basically. And then he leaves there. He busts out of that joint. And now he's been hopping from team to team like a fucking local whore. All the NBA teams <laughs> get to ride on the local bike called Dwight Howard. Like, he's been on fucking five teams in, like, four seasons. This shit is ridiculous. And now he's with the Los Angeles Lakers again. Do 
LeBron James is going to get an Achilles injury in the last game of the season. Watch. It's just going to happen. That's just, that's just what happens when Dwight Howard is on these fucking teams. I hate Dwight Howard. Well, damn. Tell us how you really feel. Right. My answer is not that deep. So, remember the finals? Lakers versus um, Philly, right? I just hate... I hate all of that Philly team. All of them I hate. <laughs> All of them. What the Lakers? Uh, no, the, the Philadelphia. The two thousand one. Like, yeah, Philadelphia seventy six. Yes, I hate them. Not I, Allen Iverson. More, more so Eric Snow because Eric Snow is just terrible. Eric Snow hit that key shot in game one. Eric Snow is terrible. He hit that key <laughs> shot. He's the only point guard who can't shoot from uh, under fifteen feet. Only point guard I ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't, couldn't make long distance shots. Oh well, besides Andre Miller. But Andre Miller yeah, was better. Andre Miller was the baller. True, he's led the league in, in assists. Twice. Yeah. yeah. Eric Snow is He had 20 in the game one time, I think. No, I'm not going to say no to you. But Eric Snow, I, I strongly dislike him. He's so shitty, it's not even funny. Eric, this, when you hear his name, it just sounds like you got to take a shit. Like Eric Snow. <laughs> they did have one of the ugliest players in NBA history, Tyrone Hill. And Aaron McKee. No, nah, yeah, Tyrone. Was, Tyrone Hill is like. Is nah, I'm sorry. Aaron McKee. Ladies so. and gentlemen, this is part two of the first episode. And continuing on for what we were saying, um, Tyrone Hill is an ugly motherfucker, basically. <laughs> yes, he's, he's right up there. He's a finalist in uh, our first poll that we're going to do for the podcast. Yeah. And we want you, the listening audience, to determine who is the ugliest player in NBA history? Is it Tyrone Hill or E.T. himself, Sam Cassell? <laughs> Sam Cassell, Tyrone Hill. The great debate. Only on the full, full quarter stage. So, so uh, I know I know. Chris says Sam Cassell. What do you say? Tyrone Hill or Sam Cassell? Sam Cassell. Matt, Tyrone Hill or Sam Cassell? Ugliest player in NBA history. Sam Cassell. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the contrarian here, and I'm gonna say Tyrone Hill because his whole face looks like it's melted. Yeah, he looks like a. It feel, it feel, it, he look he got he got a chupa gobla face. Like it's like, all like rolled. He looks like Venom and like on coke. Jackson sounded like he was born again, literally. I just I just like, I just feel like Tyrone Hill looks like a candle. <laughs> A burnt candle. A burnt candle. <laughs> just, just overlapping itself. So, yeah, we got our fourth quarter is where we're going to talk about last season. Last season, you said, uh, Dre, it's one of the, the greatest NBA playoffs of all time, right? The season and the playoffs. And, you know, part of it, we spoke about this, you know, outside of the podcast. As much as I love LeBron James, it wasn't no LeBron James storyline overlapping the playing, the, the players. Yeah. And, you know, not saying it always happens all the time like that, but majority of times it happens like that. And, you know, you just want to see good basketball. We saw good basketball in every series. Even from the gentleman sweeps in the first round, even to the last game, to the finals, all the games were, were great. I think coming out of – coming out the playoffs and coming out of the last season – um, this is a little bit of a preview of, of the next episode. Um, there's a few of them Eastern Conference teams that you have to watch. The West is always going to be loaded. 
But it is a, two or three Eastern Conference teams you're probably going to have to watch out for and, you know, well, that, we'll make some moves with. That's more getting into the next season. We'll yeah. talk about that on the next episode. But I say with the, like, this season, the main thing that came out of this mm-hmm. is that there's a new best player in the world. And his name is Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Kawhi became the best player in the world because of what he did in the playoffs. He had one of the best playoffs I've ever seen a single player have. Michael Jordan, LeBron James, being two others that had ridiculous uh, playoffs and won the championship at the end. But Kawhi Leonard is right in that same conversation. And he showed that load management works. And he showed that Toronto Raptors were right to take a chance. Mm-hmm. He, he, they took a chance. They, By all intents and purposes, they knew that Kawhi was not going to re-sign mm-hmm. in Toronto. But they got what they wanted out of the deal. They got a championship. He was better than DeMar DeRozan. So the, the trade paid off. Yeah. The trade definitely paid off. Matt, what you think? About that? About uh, Yeah. Paul Leonard is the best player in the league. Yes. Well... All purpose and sense is because Kevin Durant got hurt. Let's, let's just let's talk about it. We have to talk about it. That he's gonna always have that asterisk to that championship because he did not face a healthy Golden State Warriors game. I mean, life can Jesus is Jesus, but he couldn't do it all by himself, and it was clear. Clay got hurt. Um, who's the what's the other guy's name? I forgot his name. He just got him. They just. Like, Boogie? We upped on his contract, too. Huh? What, um, Draymond? Not Draymond, the other one. Um, Looney, Looney. Yeah, Looney. Looney got hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, he tried to come back and, 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 you know, and contribute, but you can still tell that he was still hurt. Clay and his ACL. I'm glad they paid that man what he deserved, because that man is a warrior. Mm-hmm. Not, not because the name of the team, but because his heart and his dedication to get the job done. It just so happens that he fucked up his leg in the process. But I, I would never take anything away from Kawhi Leonard's talent, but he didn't beat a health Golden State Warriors team. And we would have never saw what it, what it came out of that series because KD's now in Brooklyn. You know, Clay's out for a year. He might come back before, you know, the All-Star break. We don't know. But that Golden State Warriors team is not the same Golden State Warriors team. You know, so, I mean, and now he done, he done fucked the whole league up and, and made it even. So, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what this season going to bring. Last season was, it, it was crazy, man. And that, I'm, I'm right along with said that's the best playoffs we've seen. It's like 0-2. I, I was very entertaining. Yeah. Y'all gonna respect Damian Lillard. I don't give a damn what y'all say. Y'all gonna respect Damian Lillard. Put some respect <laughs> on that man. Definitely agree. Definitely agree. Um, Chris, what do you? What about you? What did you get out of last season in the playoffs? I think the biggest takeaways from last season are, well, especially the playoffs, is how they affected free agency in the upcoming season. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously Kevin Durant getting hurt. You know, there's a lot of uncertainty after that. Uh, Kawhi putting Toronto on his back and basically winning, not by himself, but being the man and, and basically like taking a championship away from a dynasty. Um, that brings up a lot of uncertainty. Was he going to stay in Toronto? If he would have lost, would he would have thought, let me go to the Lakers and just go to a ready-made team? Now that he won, is it just, 
I'm the man. All I need is a sidekick, which is yeah. him and Paul George now. Mm-hmm. So the Knicks not being the favorites to get both Kyrie and KD, mm-hmm. and then that goes out the window because KD tears his Achilles, and they don't even offer him a long-term max contract. Switches up the whole thing. Kyrie playing shit terrible in the playoffs. He had a bad. He had a bad playoffs. There's no way to go around it. Yeah. So I mean, how does that? How did that affect him? And it's just uh, a lot of craziness that I wasn't expecting. And uh, a LeBronless playoff would do this. <laughs> clap for a LeBronless playoff. And I want to clap for the fact that I but I'm predicting off the bat before we get into the next episode where we preview next season. This is going to be the first NBA Finals since the 2010 NBA Finals to not include LeBron James or the Golden State Warriors. Potentially. Potentially. Potentially because, you know, LeBron wears a certain jersey that I would like to see in the NBA Finals. So, potentially, that's what what we will see because we've gone now almost 10 years of either LeBron or the Golden State Warriors being in the NBA Finals. Or both. Or both. (laughs) Or that that four-year stretch where it was both. Yeah. And then before that, it was just LeBron. Yeah, it's just LeBron because he took his talents to South Beach and fucking stabbed Cleveland in the heart. And then he came back and won them a championship. So and that meant more than two championships in Miami. He should have just stayed there and let he Chris Bosh come. He had to learn to win. God, I hate that shit. <laughs> but uh, the best way I could describe Kawhi Leonard's two separate NBA Finals, mm-hmm. it's like it's like if uh, if like you your 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 dad died. And you're like three, you're like, you're like a couple of older brothers. You're like brothers all together. And the little brother is the one that's like paying the bills, taking care of mom. Yeah. That was him in San Antonio. Yeah. That was him yeah. in San Antonio yeah. against the Miami Heat mm-hmm. in 2014. He was the little brother with Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili. And he said, you know what? I'm grown now. Mm-hmm. I'm grown. I can get a job. I can pay the bills here. I can help out mom. Mm-hmm. And then he decided he wanted to build a house. And, like, build a house in a separate place. He knew he was only going to be there temporarily, but he made it the best house on the corner, best house in the neighborhood. He he paid all the bills. He paid off the house. He paid off the mortgage and then said, here, here, I'm going to put a nice painting right here, a nice TV right here, and then someone else can have it. I'll see y'all later. All right, I'm out of here. That is... A thousand percent of what happened. Yeah. Pretty much what the, uh, the two Kawhi Leonard NBA Finals MVPs in, in a nutshell to me. Yeah, basically. But I, I give I give all the credit in the world to the Toronto Raptors. They took a chance. They took a shot that not a lot of other teams wanted to take. If we, took, if we look at the whole Anthony Davis situation, Anthony Davis for two years mm-hmm. tried to go to the Los Angeles Lakers. Many teams had opportunities to make a trade and get a rental of Anthony Davis for a year. They decided not to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, OKC took a rental of, uh, of Paul George, and that kind of paid off for him when he, when he re-signed, and then he turned right back around and said, fuck y'all. But... Yeah, the crazy thing to me. Add that. Add that. Add that. The crazy part about the whole Toronto trade and the Spurs trades to me was the fact that Toronto didn't say, let's make a move and try to build him and 
add him with our best player. They traded their best fucking player for him. Yeah. So it was basically a swap of best players. And it's like, <laughs> basically, hold my dick, San, San Antonio. <laughs> let's, let's see who got the bigger one, you know what I mean? Put the thing and, on the table like... Yeah. Just, you know... Oh, pop, here it is, pal. You know right. And, uh... Locked on pop to eat a dick. That's what you told him. Uh, yeah. if, you guys, if you guys are just basketball fans and you're not moviegoers, the best way to describe Kawhi Leonard is Thanos. He, he, he snapped his fingers, and in one fell swoop in the last couple of years, he totally ruined the dynasty of uh, Greg Popovich in San Antonio. He then, he then goes to Toronto, wins their first championships, and says, peace out, I'm out, dubs. Uh, basically ruining Toronto's future because yeah. DeMar DeRozan on that team, he would have been on that team for a couple of years to come. Yeah. Um, basically, Can't what he did to Miami. Yeah, he, he ruined the Miami Heat dynasty by, by beating them in 2014. Killed the Golden State Warriors dynasty by beating them in 2018. And then crushed the soul of the Los Angeles Lakers by teasing us, cock teasing us. He, this this nigga put his, put his breath on the cock. He was like, <laughs> he just blew on the tip. He just blew on the tip. And then he went to the fucking Clippers. Like, yo, I was so bad. The levels of tough. That. I feel like he's trying to come. I feel like he's trying to add to his legacy and be like, you know what? Fuck this Lakers running that lace shit. Like, this is a Clippers count now. I yeah. think that's what he's trying to do. I think he's yeah. going. He's just trying to kill dynasties. I'm telling you. I think he's going to be the first person to win three Finals MVPs on three different teams. Hey, I, uh, I can see that happening. Wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. Probably not. But. Any final words before we get into our, we sign off and get into episode two or the further for our binge, our binge listeners right. who are, are going to listen to back to back. Any final words, Chris? Uh, I just want to thank everybody ahead of time for showing us support before we even drop the first episode. So that's yeah. always a good feeling. Uh, it's only the beginning. NBA season is a long fucking grind and we're going to be here all season. So I'm just looking forward to it. Matt, what you got to say? Yeah, man, I'm right along with Chris, and the love is overwhelming, man. I'm, I'm like, we've been talking about it for a while, and like, for it to finally be here and get the support of everybody, man, it's all love, man. We appreciate you, man. I can't wait to like tackle this season with these three guys. There's gonna be a lot of argument. Mm-hmm. I think with Stephen A. and Matt Kellerman and Skip and Shannon to go through. This dad, you haven't seen four brothers from New York. It's gonna be real. It's really only gonna be you and Sid. I ain't gonna be like. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really just gonna be. In, in this particular case, me and Chris are probably just the cooler heads, and we celebrate the same birthdays, so and we kind of like yeah. the same. You and Chris, oh my. Are you and Sid? Oh lord, it's about to be a mess. Sid likes that. Yeah, that, that's the basis of our friendship. We do that. We argue all the time. If it ain't me instead, it's me and John. Hey, okay. <laughs> but um, like I said, final words. Like I, said, I want to thank everybody. This has been more or less like a thought in my head for like the past couple of years. Um, and finally being able to put pen to paper and actually get the work done. It, it's an amazing feeling, and can't wait to go through the rest of these weeks. Um. Mr. SP3. I want to thank each of my good brothers here. Uh, Matt was initially the person who kind of asked me to be on the podcast. 
uh, uh, Chris and and Dre really like taking it to the forefront and kind of pushing it forward, making this happen. So I appreciate all three of y'all, you know, for even asking me to be on this podcast. I feel like they're they're three true ballers, and I'm more like a talking head. So I appreciate them bringing me a part of it. And um, yeah, bring the head coach on. So. Absolutely, the head coach of the Four Quarters Podcast, or or the lead shit talker. However, y'all want to scramble it. We got more shit talking to come. So this is just episode one. If you enjoyed the Four Quarters podcast, please become a subscriber. Whether you're listening to this on iTunes, uh, Podcast One, Anchor, SoundCloud. There are so many different ways you can uh, become a subscriber. So check us out. Of course, like and uh, support our Facebook page. Our Facebook page, we're going to put out teasers of the first quarter of each of these podcasts on our Facebook page because we got to tease you to make you become a subscriber to listen to us weekly because these are going to be dropping weekly as we get into the NBA season. And just for you ladies, we're going to drop a WNBA episode. How about that? Through four guys talking about the WNBA, kind of like Toxic Talk talking about Aisha Curry. So, oh, God. <laughs> four, four. <laughs> For the hologram of Matt Miller, uh, for <laughs> for my man, my main man Chris Dre, I am the True Hill Phenom SP3 for the Four Quarters Podcast first episode. We are signing off until next time. Peace, peace. peace.